Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dear Hollow Heroes. And as always, I'm here with my two best friends, Meek Man Liam Meekum. What's going on, guys? And Rose Pierre Rob Kelly. How at you, boy? Oh, God. This is going to be a fun one. Oh, what? my goodness. How can you say that funny? All right. I think there's no time to delay. This is the 14th episode, and of course, we always want to thank PP Media for being the parent company to which we work for. Special shout out to Ben himself from <laughs> Ben himself. Yeah, he doesn't even ask us to do it for him, so yeah. it doesn't sound like he's the one scratching his own back vigorously. He's like, you know who I should shout out? Myself. Myself. <laughs> By the way, because just, I'm a big baller now. I just want to put it out there. First of all, BP Media isn't fully <laughs> released. I just do it to annoy you guys. I just want you to know that. Well, everyone listens, listening now knows you're a fraud. <laughs> so let's get into they the first They haven't figured story. it out already? <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the first story. The college football playoffs are finally here. But this might be one of the most controversial selections of all time. We knew Michigan and Washington would be shoe-ins for a slot, but the surprise came when in 12-1 and Texas got the third seed and then 12-1 and Alabama got the fourth seed, leaving the undefeated 13-0 Florida State out of the playoffs. FC- FSU lost their star quarterback for the remainder of the season a few weeks ago, and that was a huge factor in putting them at the fifth seed. Also, Alabama defeated the number one Georgia. What do we think of the seeding? Did the committee get it right or wrong? The committee got it wrong, personally. I think the committee got it right. I think they got it right. Okay, can I... You yeah, can go, go ahead. I'm the first. only one who's saying first. they got it wrong. And they only got it wrong in one spot, right? So, we have Michigan, we have Washington. That's fine. Texas, they beat Alabama in the regular season. They won the uh, Big 12, right? So, they get in, they beat Alabama, they win their championship. Now... I think where they messed up is leaving out Florida State. Yeah, I think that's the big one. Because Florida State, they they won their championship game. Uh-huh. They went completely undefeated, won the ACC, which is still a Power Five conference, and you're leaving them out because you don't because you wouldn't have an SEC team there, and the SEC is their biggest market. I don't think that's why they did it. I go ahead. No, no, finish your point. I understand that Georgia is a powerhouse in football, and Alabama beating them in the championship for the SEC is a massive, massive deal. But if going undefeated and winning your championship was the main precedent for getting into the playoffs the past four or five years, leaving out Florida for doing exactly what they needed to do all year long is some malarkey. All right, so hold on. Let me counterpoint that. There are plenty of undefeated teams that did not sniff the college football playoff. Can I bring something up here when it comes to record? Do you know the University of Central Florida went undefeated for, what, a decade straight and And never never even smelled? Like, they were so far from it. And also, I want to... They're not a Power 5 conference. But can I also bring up... Well, that's great, your point there. Let's go into the reasoning they choose these selections. I'm going to lead off with conference champion. They're tied. They both won their yep. conference championship. Absolutely. But the SEC, to this day, is still the number one conference Easily. championship Easily. like to have. And the ACC is ranked fourth. Yeah. So Alabama, therefore, wins that battle. Mm-hmm. Next, well, how do they choose which teams go to the playoffs? Strength of schedule. Based on the teams that they faced and the level of competition, the ranking at the end of the season was first, Ohio State University, and second, Alabama. You know what uh, Florida State was ranked? 16th. I believe Florida was right next to it. Yeah. Next would be head-to-head. It never happened, so we move on from there. So right now at 2-0, Alabama. This is where you can make a case for Florida State. Similar opponents. They played one opponent that was the same. It was uh, LSU. Florida State beat them by 21 points, but Alabama only beat them by 14. Okay. So Florida still State still pretty convincing wins each. Two convincing wins, but still we're leaning you Florida get, State yeah. exactly. And then next would be another Florida State help record. At Florida State was 13-0. Alabama's 12-1. We all know again, that. Again, again, that goes to Florida State. So we're at two and two. Yeah. If we're going straight off of it, two and two. Last comes to strength of team. And this is where I think 
it came down this to. This is easily where it comes down to. They, Alabama has a starting quarterback. <laughs> they have a Listen, starter I, at quarterback. I think if you go off your emotions and who I want to get in, I want Florida State to get in. I really do because that's I mean that's the feel good story. They lost their QB. They still ended up thirteen and zero. I would love to see him win a national championship. But if we go off of the concrete rankings that we have abided by for so long with college football, and I know technically nothing's in stone. It's a lot of variability in college football, which is personally why I dislike it. But if we're going off of what we know, Alabama deserves to be in more than Florida State. No. Listen, I think, you know, going through all your points was very well done. But I think Florida State not having their quarterback is the worst reason to leave them out. Because you're saying this team dominated their division or their conference all year long because they just had a quarterback? You're discounting every other player on that team for a quarterback? Now, don't get me wrong. It's the most important position on the team. Easily. But they still won out their season, and they still won the championship with their backup quarterback. And you know what that means? The rest of the team is damn good, too. But be honest. Who do you see winning a national championship first? Florida State or Alabama? This year. This year? Alabama. Listen. I, I understand Alabama's a good team. I'm not questioning that they're not. They're both good teams. But I'm just Let's, kind of wrapping my brain around how the the committee who decided this leaves out Florida State, but they followed all the same parameters that Michigan did and Washington. And they went undefeated, and you're leaving them out because one of your players got hurt. Yeah. I mean, a potential it's, Heisman candidate. Exactly. I I get it. And I understand he's a major part of their team. But it's a dumb reason. I'm not saying it's not. There's no argument that it's not a dumb reason. And I I said emotionally, that's who I want to get in. If I I could choose right now, I'd reverse it. I agree. But we don't choose. I'm at the point where I agree... The moral way should be FSU. Yeah. They were robbed. In the, moral, in the morality standpoint. But this is the problem I have with this selection. Alabama is the reason that it's so controversial. Because Alabama is Alabama. They are the team yeah. that everyone hates. Yep. It's weird because Georgia's... Now, if you have a feel-good story in that slot, it's, no a, one it's a lot different. It's no a lot cares. different. So, I think that Alabama being Alabama is where the emotion comes yep. into this uh, decision-making by the fans. They're mad that the team that always is in is in again. But on the logistical standpoint, Alabama should be in. And also, I want to put into other terms why strength of team is so important for this college football playoffs. Look what happened last year. What was the finals last year? Georgia versus TCU. How did that shape up? The game was that over was in the a worst college football game I've ever TCU seen. TCU still made the finals. Yeah, they still had to beat out the championship series, didn't they? But worst the- teams can squeak by. They can beat one team. Doing it twice is a different story. And this is where it comes down to. But you're the- not giving them the opportunity to do it. They, they, Florida State earned this. They were completely robbed. It was highway robbery. Not completely. No. I no. I'm saying they were. They did everything. That the committee has told these teams they need to do year in and year out to make these Except playoffs. stay Stre- healthy. And strength of and team. And boost your, yeah, strength of team, strength of schedule, and winning their conference. Or being in the right conference. They're in a Power 5 conference. That is one of the requirements. But it's the no. fourth best conference. It, Listen, your your problem right now is with college football. And I totally agree with that's you. That's Thank you. I it totally is agree not, with you. It is the not... The issue is the entire system of college football. I've been saying this for years. This is a huge reason on why I don't watch it. And I, I've been... Like I said, I've been saying it for years. There is so much... So many question marks about who gets in, why they get in. It's not fair when teams can go undefeated... The question was, did the committee get it wrong? No. Saying, no. Yes, they did. No. The sport's wrong for the making sport the committee. The sport is wrong. The rule needs to be changed. The committee was right. The sport is just the not fair. The committee was wrong. The no. committee was dead wrong. Florida State. Can I put this into terms? Let me try this. When a pl- player makes a phenomenal catch in the NFL, and he had one foot out of bounds, but it was barely out of bounds, like barely, like one cleat, cleat bottom was out of bounds. You could sit there and go, 
Oh, he deserves. He deserved to have that touchdown. But the rules are the rules, and that's just how it is. You could be like, the ref sold. The ref sold. We can't just let any team that America likes into the college football playoffs. You can't do it. Yeah, you're right. And you know what? America doesn't really like Florida State. It's Florida State. They're not a big name team. They beat Louisville, a more popular team, in their own championship game. They went thirteen and zero. And you know what? You're right. Their their quarterback being injured sucks for them. Yeah, it really does. But you know, it's not like there haven't been times in the past, even recently, sure in professional sports, where let's say a quarterback goes down, and the backup quarterback steps up and beats a team to win the Super Bowl. Is that what you're willing to bet on? Yes, I'm willing to give them a shot. Really? Yes. So instead of abiding by the rules and going with the better team. You're willing to take the risk and say, you know 13 what? Thirteen and zero, and won their championship. How'd Tyler Huntley do last year? Not too hot. Sure, Tyler Huntley didn't too hot, but Nick Foles won a Super Bowl for the Eagles. You're right, Tyler Huntley. And you know why it was so celebrated? Because it's never happened. Never happened. And you're not giving them the opportunity. They've earned this spot more than Alabama did. I'm I'm sorry, but it, it, the committee got it dead wrong. They got it. Dead. No, my my, like I said, my you're you're letting in Texas, who has a twelve and one, and Texas they won their Big Twelve, and they're and they beat Alabama. Yeah, but you're letting Alabama skate in to play possibly play a team they already lost to, rather than a team that has not lost at all. Again, my problem is not with the committee. The committee. Made the tough decision, and I honestly I applaud them for it. I think they did it right, because it's not a popular opinion. But my issue again is with college football. One more thing I want to point to, just before we get off this topic, is did you see the reaction from Michigan when they saw that Alabama got in over Florida State? Did anybody see the reaction? What was their reaction? Dead silence. Not a single person happy. Can you imagine if Florida State got in over Alabama? How happy they'd be to be playing a backup quarterback in this game. And that is also why they made the right decision. That's why they made the right decision. Because now Michigan has to go play a tough game. They're, instead of rolling past the quarterback they think they can beat. They're terrified. Because Alabama has won so many games against so many good teams and close. They're good at being clutch. Yeah. And their worst, in my opinion, their best chance of being kicked out of the entire playoffs, they made the most miraculous fourth down play I think I've ever seen. Incredible. So this team knows how to win, and and you never count out Saban. I mean, this team just has that, that it, winning culture. It's gonna make a better game, and it was logistically the right thing to do because if you throw Florida State there, it's gonna lead to making the situation even worse. You're gonna make this whole TCU getting in. It's like, why are we doing this? Like, put in the good teams. That's case is gonna be stronger when you could. Just do the right logistical standpoint and get it done correctly. And I, it stinks because it's Alabama. If it was literally, if Ohio State just went undefeated or yeah. if they were in the same position, no one would have Less cared. people would care. No one would have cared. And uh, I feel like some would less. And then if you throw, literally, like Colorado did it, if, the, if Dion's oh team did God, it. Oh my people would be celebrating. Forget it. People yeah. would be celebrating. No one would care. This rule would be completely disregarded. Exactly. So. I think it's more emotional than it is. It is. What well, I mean, and it's again, it's understandable. I do get it, but I think they made the right call. I mean, none of us really want Alabama in on that regard, yeah. but they deserve it. I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. It's Florida State did everything right. They didn't do a thing wrong, and blaming them for an injury is the dumbest thing okay. the committee could do. But look and at, a, but look I at another thirteen and O team. What did they do wrong? There's other thirteen and O teams that. Didn't even come close to... They weren't in a Power 5 conference. Oh, but Florida State didn't play in the right conference either. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. We could do this for hours. Even the ACC. Not good enough. Rob, we're moving on. How is the ACC not good enough? All right, we're going to move on to a new segment that was kind of invented by Liam. I'm going to give you credit. You did kind of invent it, but I'm taking it over because, you know... Because BP Media, everybody. (laughs) I knew it. I just set up the joke. But this is going to be called Stat of the Week. All right, guys. We're going to give the stats of the week, and this one's going to be about the NFL. And this one I found to be kind of crazy. 
I saw it. And I couldn't help myself. I had to make this. I knew seven. you were gonna. I knew you were gonna pick a, a stat regarding the Patriots. Yes, but we're, we're gonna go into it. We're gonna go into it. All right, we're gonna go over the best NFL defenses by points since Week Nine. Fifth is the Colts have given up 67 points in their 4-0 run. Fourth will be the Ravens, who have given up 66 points in their 3-1 run in the last four weeks. Third is the Miami Dolphins, who have given up 62 points in their 3-1 run. Now listen to this drop-off. And then second is the 49ers, with only 49 points in their 4-0. And the best defense by points in the NFL since week nine are the New England Patriots, who have only given up 46 points, and they're 0-4. The last time this has happened is 1930s was the last time. I don't think we were even doing Super Bowls back then. We weren't even close. The last time anything has been recorded like this was in the 1930s. Wow. So... Might you add, why are they 0-4? Let's go over the offense in that regard. Of the defenses, first is the 49ers, who are 4-0 and have the second-best defense. They have 33.5 points a game. Second is the Ravens, who have 28.5 points per game, and they have the fourth-best defense. Third is the Dolphins, with 28.25 uh, points per game. Fourth of these five teams, going over these five teams alone. Fourth is the Colts with 23 uh, and three quarters points. And last place, the New England Patriots. And in the last four games, they averaged seven and a half points a game. No. Do they really? They averaged seven and a half points a game. And if you minus and go off of the last three points, three games, sorry, they average a total of four points. Four point something points per game. Not a total, an average. Average. That's horrible. They've scored 13 points in the last three games. One touchdown. Yeah, one touchdown, two field goals. I don't know if there's any commentary we can do on this, except for your team sucks and you need a new one. (laughs) (laughs) I'd also like to point out, picking week nine was very selective by Ben. It was. Only because the week prior... They lost the Dolphins and gave up 31 points. And also the same week prior is when the Ravens held the Seahawks to three points. Yeah. Which would have completely flipped it these rankings. Flipped the, yeah. But still, come on. <laughs> no, it's it's still an interesting it, stat. It still, it's it still a, is an interesting stat. It's a little stat. bit hand-picked, but it's, it's still a very interesting stat. And then, of course, the Patriots defense after last week. Of course, um, when they faced the Giants, Jabril Peppers said, you lucky we ass. And then... Uh, Devon Godshaw, the defensive tackle for the Patriots, said, we can't even give up a point. And then when asked about the losing streak, he said, it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. I side with you. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so mad. I would be too. Imagine being the best defense in the league. And, and you wonder why they lost last... faith in their quarterback. They lost... they can't do anything. Why isn't Malik Cunningham starting? You clearly it doesn't do look better. Who cares? At least he runs. True. He runs. Can I offer up a stat that we talk about real quick? Because I found it and kind of wanted to surprise us here. It is the stats. I told Rob about it. Yeah, but... go for it. So we always have our constant debates about who? Uh, Justin Field. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. So. Constantly. Yeah. So I found another tidbit about him that I wanted to share. This is, a, this is pro-Josh Allen, I presume. Obviously. Yeah. Quarterbacks with the best turnover-worthy play percentages. Mm-hmm. Do you need me to explain that? Like, uh, it's like their it's The their amount, fault. the percent of times that they themselves have put the ball in harm's way to be turned over. Okay. Uh, so, it's generally, the higher on the list you are, the safer you are at keeping the ball to yourself. Number one, Dak Prescott. Number two, Matt Stafford. Number three, Kenny Pickett. Number four, Joe Burrow. Number five, Josh Allen. Wow. Fifth best turnover percentage, uh, turnover worthy percentage in the NFL, and he leads the league in interceptions. Yes, he's a gunslinger, but not all of these things are on him. I will give you credit. That is a phenomenal stat. It's a dude. It's he. I was my jaw dropped when I saw that. I was like, I. You I would have be shocked to, to think that, right? Who would have thought? Um, I do think again. It comes back to that team is just you know how we I said a couple of years ago is like I feel like either the Dolphins or the Bills are going to slowly crack around yeah like the surroundings. 
as I watched the Eagles game and I watched the uh, the game before with the Bills, you kind of see it is a lot wrong with the Bills. There's a lot wrong. And with the Bills. I think it starts with I think the number one person to blame. You could blame a lot. A lot of it does fall on Josh Allen. He is your best player. True. He deserves, but to be fair and a just a football fan, it's you got to get rid of Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott, bed O line. And I'm going to catch some flag for this, and I, but I've been saying it for a while. I think those wide receivers underperform constantly. Gabe Davis. Definitely. Gabe Davis is a hit-or-miss guy. We kind of know that. Dawson Knox is hit-or-miss. Stephon Diggs has, in my opinion, become somewhat of a hit-or-miss guy. We've seen him disappear for quarters, halves, games at a time. Granted, he has those games where he catches three touchdowns, and he wrecks games sometimes. And there's sometimes... He can't be covered by a single man on this planet. But he disappears a little too often for my taste. Um, I think his emotions also are... That's another good point, but that's not even what I'm talking about because I think he'll get it under control with this team. Yeah. but Of course, by the way, another stat to end it on. The Patriots have never been this bad in our entire lives. Yeah. They have never lost this many games. And if they lose one more, they could uh, potentially be the worst team if they never win a game. They're the worst team since 1990. It's pretty bad. To put into terms, the quarterback was Mark Wilson, and their best offensive player was Hall of Fame Patriots Hall of Famer Bruce Armstrong. All right. Before you start listing Patriots facts for the rest of the podcast, we got to get off of this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I just thought that that's Saturday. I it will be different more often. I just saw it. Yeah, no, like, I, love I have it. to say that. One. Love it. Um, there, I'm gonna try to make them the wackiest ones. All right, we're going to go on to the MLB. And the MLB winter meetings have begun. I think Rob's shaking over here. Rob, are you okay? He's ready to talk. He's ready to talk? In other words, the MLB free agency has started. There are so many big names, such as Juan Soto to the Yankees, or Blue Jays in the works, Cody Bellinger, Yoshimobu Yamamoto, and Blake Snell are all in the talks with numerous teams. And of course, the biggest name, Shohei Otani, has already received numerous 500 plus million dollar offers. Where do we see these big names landing in the next weeks? New York Yankees for all of them is the easy answer. <laughs> Let me give you the odds if you guys want. So for Soto, it's down to two teams. He wants to be either a Blue Jay or Yankee. Yankees yeah. are the it's higher. It's not rate. what he wants. That does not matter. It's where the Padres said it's between those two, and he said he's cool with that. Uh, and then with Cody Bellinger, the top five teams, I'm going to go first to fifth is Cubs, Yankees, Giants, Mets, and Dodgers. For Yamamoto, it's Mets, Boston, Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs, Otani, Dodgers, Cubs, Rangers, Blue Jays, Giants, and Snell, Dodgers, Mariners, Angels, Giants, Phillies. Where do we see these guys going? Well, I just want to start off with saying the winter meetings have started. They've been going for two days strong now, and not a thing has happened. I haven't happened. heard anything. Not a thing. The you're all really only hearing rumors about Soto, and that's about it. Yeah, no, all of the nothing rumors, from Otani. Nothing from Otani. Nothing really about Bellinger. No. Yamamoto's purely speculation, and I haven't heard Blake Snell's name until Ben just said. I it. forgot about him. I exactly. I I have heard nothing. It's very odd. It's and I think the main reason is teams are just waiting to see where Otani signs. Yeah. I think they're just waiting for that shoe to drop first. Because, that, I mean, if they realistically have a shot at him, they're going to pursue him. And if they can't get him, they have a lot of cap to work with. That's when you go sign your guys. I think Soto is a Yankee. I think no other team has what the Padres are looking for in terms of trade packaging. Because they're mostly looking for MLB-ready pitchers who are young. And that is a vast majority of the Yankees' pipeline. Yeah, It's what the Yankees have in bulk. Blue Jays could snag him, but I don't think they have the pitching. You know, their biggest young pitcher is Alec Manoa, who last year just was awful. He got sent down not to the minor leagues, yeah. no, but to their Florida team practice squad. They should have sent him back down to college, bull. I think Cody Bellinger is going to stay a Cub. The Cubs need something. They're clearly trying and if you're going to have a team, you need a superstar. And Cody Bellinger was their 
guy last year. We saw a late playoff push by them, too, so I don't think they're ready to give up on uh, their current team. No, they're not. And I think they're going to go after Cody Bellinger with everything. I would imagine. Personally, I believe I gave my predictions for everyone. For Blake Snell, I believe that Blake Snell is going to the Mariners. And I think because this might be the missing piece that gets this team, at least the ALCS. I don't think there are worse. I think they need team. more than that. But I think, well, I mean, he's going to be that key piece. Like, he's going to be the turnaround. And isn't Blake Snell getting up there at this point? He just won a Cy Young. Yeah, and also, he's, he, not, he's not getting up there. He's, and for pitcher years, he's not even close. He's in prime time. How old is he? Like, Give me one late second, 20s, early 30s. He's, oh, yeah, he's got he's time. Fine. He's, he's got, got time. time. I think Otani's going to be a Dodger. I don't think he's going anywhere town-wise, but I think he's going right to the Dodgers. I think they're moving Mookie to second. They're going to probably try to make him one more move, but I think he's going to be a Dodger. I have, Snell is 31, by the way. Okay. I have Juan, still got time. Yeah. I got Juan Soto going to the Yankees. I think they have to make the move. I think they're going to do whatever it takes to get that move done. I got Cody Bellinger going to the uh, San Francisco Giants. I think he's a little bitter towards the Dodgers. I think they're going to think the Dodgers are going to re-sign him, and he's going to go straight to the Giants. I think the Giants okay. are going to offer him way more money. And have Yamamoto going to the Mets. I think that's a deal they have to make as well. Because right now the Yankees have got announced today that they're in the new front runners for Yamamoto. But I think if they get Soto, they can't afford Yamamoto. So I think yeah. he's going to the Mets. And again, he's going to get an absorbent. He, the Mets are going to outbid him. I'm not sure how they're going to afford Soto. Well, I guess they have more money than anybody, right? Well, you Mets, don't need yeah. to pay for Soto this year. That's the thing. Are they, with the Padres, still have to pay? Well, you still have to pay him, but it's through arbitration. It's not. He's not on contract. Okay. He he's not signed for ten years, five hundred million dollars, or anything like that. He's a free agent next year. So this is kind of his last year before he hits free agency, which is another big part of the trade talks. Is are you going to land Soto? You know, the Padres saying, you know, we sold the whole farm for him. Yeah. So yeah, but we're only getting him for a year. When you trade for him, you had two years yeah. to use him. Now you're. Trying to dump oh, those those one year trades are always scary because he could just pack up and say, "I don't like the organization. I'm going somewhere else." And now you've just you know you've sold a lot of different players off for a guy who was around for one year. Well, this isn't really Soto saying he wants to be traded. I think this is the Padres being like, "We need to." Oh, they have dump to. Salary. Yeah, no, they have to trade him. Yeah, they have to get rid of him. They have a real problem over there. They do not have money. Nope. They are trade. I think they should trade Machado too, but that's another day. Like I, I think he's so under contract. Blow the whole thing up. I don't no, know. you can't trade Machado. He's been the face of your organization for years. But wouldn't for you rather get Fernando rid of Machado? For, Machado's been there longer. He's been the face of the organization. Wouldn't you rather get rid of Machado to build around a young team with Soto and Tatis? It's I not would. like Machado's. Washed. I would. Right? You're already get, probably getting rid of Snell. You but you, but you're going to get so much more for it. You get a future for Soto. You don't yeah, get a future right. for Tatis or uh, Machado. You kind of no. Just, if you trade Machado to a contender, you trade Machado to you a get contender. Some big you can get some prospects. You you might lose in the long run. Yeah, but you still have so. You're, you're guaranteed a tie with the amount of talent trade wise. You might get a see. The only the reason, fleece potential is bigger with Machado. I disagree with that reasoning. But the only reason I would trade Soto instead of Machado is because that contract is coming up and it's going to be hefty. Mm-hmm. It's going to be second to only Otani's. I think it's... I think it could be. Because he's going to be 24. Yeah. He's been in the league since he was 19. And teams are going to want to lock him up 10 years. Exactly. Yeah. He, he already has a ring. He just needs an MVP. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to have to build his career. And he's a probable Hall of Famer with the course he's on. Yeah, it's early. It's, it's very it's early. early. It's very early. But he puts up the best on-base percentage, the most walks. He... Hits home runs. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying he's not on track. It's just it's early. Yeah, I'm really I'm really curious about the Otani sweepstakes though more than any of them because I think that's like what you guys that's said. The big one, yeah. That's the one, and they said that uh, Yamamoto and Otani won't be dealt or moved. Can through. we also take take a second to consider that there's a huge risk in signing Otani too because you can't guarantee he's going to pitch. I 100% agree. But I think that you're paying for the potential of a pitcher, yeah. but you're you're guaranteed the hitter. You're guaranteed the hitter. You're guaranteed the best hitter in baseball, probably. Like with the, I mean, the a next, top five. A top he's five a top five hitter yeah. for the next ten years. Absolutely. At, unless something happens, but obviously. But that's I mean that's, that's still a hefty contract. 
the hefty contract, but also this is the thing. Otani puts people in seats. So you also got to think on a contract basis, who puts True. people in seats. That's why Odell Beckham gets the but bigger contract. He goes, to, but he goes like to the Dodgers. Do you need to put people in seats? Uh, you're gonna, it's not just yeah. putting people in seats, but you open up a brand new market for advertisers. When the New York Yankees had Tanaka, they on the outfield wall, they started putting up Japanese advertisers because they knew Japanese That's guys a good were going to watch these games. That's something I never thought about. That's you sign Otani for $500 million, there's a chance you make a billion dollars just off of the market he brings into your team over that 10-year yeah, maybe. process. That's a good point. I do not think the Dodgers are going to be the ones who land him. I do think it's going to be San Francisco. Okay. Only because, you know, San Francisco is always a fighting team. They're never one you can really count out until late in the season, closer to late July, August, before you really can tell whether or not they're going to drop off. True. And for the longest time, they've always had a name, right? Like they had Barry Bonds, they had Buster Posey. Uh, Crawford's kind of the most recent one. Now, I wouldn't th- call Crawford a name, but, but Posey retired only two years ago. Crawford, he was Crawford, the best player. Crawford was a name, but you don't put him on the same category as Barry Bonds and Buster Posey. I'm fair, but they all at the same time it was he was the best it, player. It was Crawford and Buster Posey, and Posey retired first. Yeah, type of thing. It's like saying Brandon. He's Brandon Jacobs for the Giants. Like anybody outside of the Giants will the not second remember. Second best his. running back on the team. Well, no, any Giant fan uh, will know him, but anybody outside of Giants, true. Will. Like, but from years to come, meaning. Um, but I don't know. If I was Otani, my biggest reason for leaving the Angels is losing. Yes, I want to go where I know I'm going to get a ring at some point during my ten years. That's that's probably the Giants chase rings. They the Giant the Giants will probably get one. With Otani. The Dodgers will definitely get one. Imagine an Otani, Betts, and Freeman year. It's They're going to win this year if he goes there. The only way they wouldn't is because everyone else sold the bag. I mean, the Braves would have to go get like a, a, another free agent or something like that. That's the only way they could possibly... And the Braves are known chokers. So you have Otani, who's known to be clutch. Look at the World Baseball Classic. Betts known to be clutch. Look at the 2018 World Series. And you have Freeman, who was clutch in the 2021 with the Braves. Yeah. Three clutch players, three guys that truly, really want it. And a big market in L.A., and a team that's no bad personalities. And a team that's willing to spend an absorbent amount of money. And they have great role players in... James Outman in the outfield. Young. You have uh, you have Max Muncy who can always put give you, give you a 30. Kershaw's getting up there. Kershaw is still he, a good pitcher. He's still a good pitcher, but they he's still getting year to year. They contract. still have Walker Bueller. Uh, he did get injured. I don't know what his situation is yeah. coming back next year, but yeah. they still have him. Yes. And they have the young pitcher. They have a couple young pitchers. Will Smith behind the plate. Yep. Oh, Will yeah. Smith. They, they have, have Bobby Miller, who's a good prospect. I think he's, what is this, year two for him? Year yeah, three? he's doing okay. He's doing okay. You have you don't have the best pitching, but you have just no. But my you point have, is, you have a pretty good pitcher, Otani. Now <laughs> the whole team is pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. The only other team I could see winning a championship with just add Otani to it. If they don't make any other moves, you could look at the Mets being potential because you have. I don't know if the Mets can do it. Um, at some point, yes. And you always, I mean, yeah, but we're talking gives it, you the same shot that the Dodgers do. I think if if yeah, you, know, you just add no. him, you have a shot. I think besides the Dodgers, it's either... Pretty much any team that just made the playoffs. You could I, slap them on and say you have a shot to win a championship. Probably, but I think the easiest one, especially for a team that didn't, is the Blue Jays. I would love to see him go to the Blue Jays. That would be fun. I just don't think he's going to go to Canada. Orioles could do it. They wouldn't spend the money. They, wouldn't, they won't this spend is, the money. I mean, again, we're talking hypothetical here. Because yeah. he's staying on the West Coast. Can I, can I put this out there? Uh, I've learned as I look into a lot of what's going on in Toronto, I don't think they believe in Vladimir Guerrero anymore. So, Why would you not? Because, because he had a down year this year? Because there's yeah, he did been, have a down year. He had a down year, and there's a lot of trade rumors, trade no. ideas. Pete Alonso for Guerrero has been mentioned. Like, I just hear a lot of Vladimir Guerrero. It could not be from the organization, but there's also... I'm sorry. But I hear it from the fans. I do hear but it. But if you're hearing it from the fans, it means nothing. Yeah, no. He had a down it year... It doesn't anymore, dude. The fans make a lot of impact. It means nothing. It means nothing. Listen, he had a down year at age 24. He That's... goes out and opening night hits three home runs. 
all those trade talks stop. Exactly. Listen, even in, in 21, he tied for it, but led the league in home runs, runs, OPS, slugging, and OP, uh, OPS plus. It's not like he's fallen off the map completely. It's not like he's an old guy. Exactly. You can't knock him for just having a bad year in his fifth year in the league at 24? I'm just saying, watch out. I don't buy it. Uh, I I hope he has a bounce back year for his own sake. But if he has if he has another down year though, it's gonna heat hot heat in that seat. That's the best way to put it. Heat in that seat. Heat in that seat. Uh, but yeah. So, any other points we want to make about the free agency? Um, you want to stress that everybody's going to the Yankees one more time? Yeah. No, I I think I he just stressed knows. that enough. Yeah, he hammered that home already. Uh, I really. I, I think I will as talks heat up. Oh, yeah. They're still pretty dead right we now. We still have more episodes to put out. Exactly. I can't just say everyone's going to the Yankees now before I, you know, do, you know, before more rumors pop there up. There you go. You found it. Yeah, I was trying to find it <laughs> where Ben took my paper. I was kind of reading my they notes were, that were on were there, but he just right took my paper. So... I wanted to uh, tell you I have a I wanted to do this live on the podcast because I did get it today. You're pregnant. Um, yes, no. <laughs> it's actually about you, Liam. Um, I you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> we're pregnant. Yeah. Um, oh. Anyway, so someone came across to me and gave me something um, that I paid for. So I just wanted to say because this is going to be your birthday present for 2024. Um, I found something. Is this a pyramid scheme, Ben? I, I got this deal. (laughs) Are you going to sell me magic beans? No. So I got something and, uh, I thought that this would be a great birthday present and I thought it'd be nice to give it to you live on the podcast. Can I provide some context here? What? My birthday is in May. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas is this month. (laughs) Today is December 5th. I already got your Christmas presents, so it's too late. So this has to be your birthday. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. So this is this is a shock. So I have this for you, and I got this today because I found it. Someone gave me a great deal on it. So I wanted to give you this. It is a oh, what is that? Signed what by hell? Super Bowl champions Giants jersey with Jabril Peppers. Who um, signed it? There are a bunch of 1980s Bill Belichick coached, just wanted to point that out there, Super Bowl champions on there. And it's from, it's a Jabril Peppers jersey. And I found, someone offered it to me for way cheaper than it's worth. I saw it on eBay, so I wanted to give it to you. And I saw it. What? And I snagged it before she sold it. So I got you a Super Bowl, and it will not fit you, I just want to put it out there. I, but I don't plan on you ever seeing you wear it. I was going to put it on right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I found I that. I can't do it. I'm going to rip it. <laughs> <laughs> so I found that. So that is your birthday present. And I've given you Dude, t- what? two birthday presents within three weeks, and neither of them were near May. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Liam, but you're going to have to wait till your birthday before I give you yours. Which is what I'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, my birthday is next October. We have to stop for a second so I can hang this up. Okay, All we're right. going to stop for a second. And we're back, and uh, the jersey is hung up. Oh, yeah. It's safe. Nice. All right, so this is how it's going to work. It is now game time. Cue the music. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the first ever game that was not invented by me. This game is called Grid Time, and it is invented by Leon. This game is kind of different from what you guys are all starting to think. Yes, it is based off of the iconic Immaculate Grid game, but there's a catch. There is no particular sport for this grid. This is about timing and accuracy. The first one to complete the grid correctly wins. So you have to get it completely right, and you have to do it faster. Now, how this works is, 
is I will be looking at the grid as you do it, and we're going to talk through it because okay. it's a podcast. We need to talk through it. That's a good point. And I will tell you if you're wrong as soon as possible. Okay. But if you're right, obviously. And, and now, uh, is there any penalty for wrong answers? Uh, you just take more time. Okay. You have to think of another one. Cool. Um, and I'm assuming you'll be the fi- uh, official clock keeper as well? Yes. I'm the official clock... Uh, He's going to rig it. Uh, of course. And this is... One of you has to leave the room while the other goes. And we'll be flipping a coin for who goes first. Okay. And lastly, if the grid occupies an award, the award winner must be on that team when they won the award. So, for example... If it is, if it is a defensive player of the year, and it's in LA, you have to do Aaron Donald. You can't do Von Miller because he okay. was on LA. But now, for how do the awards transfer to other sports? So, for defensive player and offensive player of the year, that is the Hank Aaron Award for offensive player of the year and the Platinum Glove for defensive player of the year. Okay. They have to be a Platinum Glove winner and a Hank Aaron Award winner. Okay. Uh, and that's really kind of it. Uh, MVP. MVP. Um, and now basketball's in this. Um, basketball, any sport you want. Yep. And okay. if there's an award title for basically like like Hank Aaron. Sounds good. But I don't think you guys are going to go into hockey or, or any of that. I don't know hockey well enough. Um, exactly. So I think it's going to be between the three major sports. And you can intermix uh, the sports. So you can have a baseball answer, a football answer, and a basketball yeah. answer in the grid. Yeah. So that's how it works. And we are going to be... Doing the coin flip live right now because everything's basically been live right now. Well, yeah, we're, we're, it's actually pre-recorded. This, <laughs> this is it's live for us. Yeah. So I had it being heads is Liam and tails is Rob. If it lands on heads, Liam goes first. If it lands on tails, Rob goes first. I'll take tails. It is tails. That so... means Rob goes first. Liam, I need you to uh, put in headphones and leave the room. I'm just gonna go upstairs. Yeah, but just don't listen to us. Thank you. Because you guys are getting the same grid. Alrighty. I figured we were going to get the same grid. Yeah, fair. Alright, Rob, I'm going to draw your grid right now. And we're going to go through it. Alrighty, so. you. This is the grid for this week. Alrighty. So, the grid is as follows. Uh, on the top side, it will have Offensive Player of the Year, Chicago and MVP. And on the side of the grid, it'll have Boston, Texas, any Texas team, so that includes Houston, Dallas, any team that's from Texas, and Atlanta. Rob, are you ready? Let me get the clock ready to go. And are you ready to go? Give me one second. Let me just look this over real quick. Yes. Three, two, one. All right, MVP Boston Mookie Betts. That is correct. Atlanta MVP. I'm going Freddie Freeman. He. 2020. Yep, he did win it for Atlanta. Correct. Offensive Player of the Year Atlanta Ronald Acuna Jr. That is correct. He did win. Did he win the uh, Hank Aaron Award? I believe so. Let me just fact check you on that one. All right. Let me go. Let me think here for a second. Boston Offensive Player of the Year, Jason Tatum? Has he won it? Offensive Player of the Year for Boston? No. No? Okay, okay. I was just putting out the feelers there. Let me see, let me see. A Texas MVP. Oh, Jokic. Um, for what? Texas MVP, Jokic. Um, Texas, he plays for Denver, Colorado. Oh, you're right. Boston, Chicago. I will say, I have... Uh, you have one... You have one lifeline for each box, but it adds five seconds. Understood, understood. Let me see. Offensive player of the year in Boston, no Tatum. David Ortiz. I know he won the MVP, but I don't know if the Roberto Clemente award was even around when he played. Yes, that's correct. Okay, cool. You know, I'll phone a friend for Chicago, Texas. Texas MVPs. Oh, Jose Altuve. Thank you. That was one of them. See, I knew a Texas MVP. It was just which team I was going to pick. Boston and Chicago. Oh, Atlanta, Chicago, Dansby Swanson. I'm a big baseball guy, so this is mostly baseball player. I also never got my phone a friend for the Chicago-Texas help. All right, so this guy 
this guy for uh, this one. For uh, a really, a really known, a really known guy. He was the starter for Chicago. He's very unknown for Texas, but he was most known from Chicago and the Jets because he played a lot of games for both of them as a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Chicago Jets quarterback backup in Texas. He backed up Jay Cutler, and then he started. Oh, and also I have another one. Has this guy wait, for has won an MVP? Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Oh, for the same same grid? Yes, yeah, same same spot. This guy won an MVP for this team, and then is now currently on this team. That's still year. in the NFL. No, we moved to baseball in that. Hand. Oh, he won an, won an MVP in Chicago, is now in Texas. Yes, is a baseball player. Yes. Oh, uh, it's not is it's not Jimenez. No. You're gonna you're gonna slap yourself when you realize this. Um, the 2020 AL MVP for the Chicago White Sox was Abreu. Correct. The offensive player Texas. Luca win offensive player of the year. Yes. Luca. Okay. Then last one Chicago Boston. Joe Kelly. Okay, you go done. And time. So after your time was 10:50. And you're 10 10.51. Well, no, it was 10.50. I stopped it a second late. So you were 10.50 and then add 10 seconds because I'm going to give you a little bit of help because my first five-second buffer, I didn't help you much. So you're only adding 10 seconds to it. So okay. 11 minutes. So this is going to be on the longer side of the... Well, you can cut out all the parts where I was just thinking in silence. Yeah, yay. Can't wait to do that. All right, get Liam down here. Will do. I'm bringing this up. And we are back here with Liam. Grab your sheet there. I'm writing them in. Yes, you are. No, I am. I am. Okay. I'll write them down for you. Okay. I start the time after I write them down. And as previously stated, your grid compiles of, again, same as before, top right is Offensive Player of the Year. And then there's Chicago. Then there's MVP. Then there's Boston. Texas and Atlanta. And again, any Texas team, as long as they're based in Texas. Okay. Alrighty. Tell me when you're ready. Do you have a pen? I don't. Right, ready? Three, two, one, go. Uh, so let's go OPOY, Tom Brady. For Boston? Yeah. Correct. Uh, Texas, can we get Dirk Nowitzki? For offense player of the year, the rule for offense player of the year, they have to have made the All NBA team because there is no real offense player of the year for it. Um, so I would say yes, um, yes, correct. Acuna for Atlanta, OPOY. Correct. Okay, Chicago, Boston. Let's go with this one. Took Rob forever, and uh, I was really ashamed. Skip it. Um, Boston MVP. Uh, Tom Brady? Can't use it twice. Can't use it twice. That's a real bummer. I don't know if there is another one. There uh, is. Oh, Larry Bird. Yes. Okay. Uh, Texas MVP. You have to write it, by the way. Um, it's correct spelling. No. <laughs> Atlanta MVP Hank Aaron? Yeah. Yeah? Wow. That was a good one. Uh, Chicago, Atlanta. Back Devin back. Hester. Yeah. Chicago, right. Boston, Cordy P. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chicago, Texas. Um, Kyle Orton. Oh, yeah. MVP from Texas. Wow, that's a that's an in-your-bag one for the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kyle Orton. This one's going to slow me up a little bit. Texas MVP? Yeah. Um... You get, I'm going to tell you this, you get a phone a friend, but it adds five seconds for each hint. Phone a friend. Um, your hint for that one, Rob. Robbed, like robbed. 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 Do I get another phone a friend? Yeah, you can, for another five seconds. Go ahead. Um, Aaron Judge. Oh, my God, Altuve. Wow. Add yeah, 10 seconds. Three. I'm just going to go 315. All right. Get Rob down here. 
All right, guys, I think it's very obvious. Uh, Liam's time is the winner, and he ended with 3 minutes and 15 seconds, and get? Rob is the loser with 11 minutes. Okay. All that right. was with the phone of friends. So, I think what got me is how long it took Rob to get Joe Kelly. I did not even know he played for Chicago. Uh... Well, that, he played for Chicago last year, I think. Did he? Yeah. Well, Didn't even something know. that hurt me is that the first time I said Acuna for Offensive Player of the Year, Ben told me I was wrong. But I did that with him, too. Well, you lost by like eight minutes. <laughs> I did lose by eight minutes, but you know. But also, I did that with Liam as well. Oh, Altuve killed me. I needed two phone friends. I couldn't get it. Yeah. His, his uh, hints were robbed and then Aaron Judge. Yeah. See, he just... Uh, he wanted to help me with that one, but yeah. that was not the one I was asking for help because I knew I knew one. Yeah. But it was just taking me time to get to it. Yeah. But the one that took me the longest was the Boston Chicago connection. The Texas Chicago Texas Chicago was the toughest one in my opinion. To straight Texas up, Chicago was tough. But Kyle Orton was crazy. Abreu is a good one. I, I used that was two phone friend. I used two phone friends for that one. Ah. That yeah. one also shocked me. The two the top uh the two Chicago's got me with uh, Rob. Were there any answers that you didn't hear that you were surprised you didn't hear? Um, well, I knew you both were going to say... Uh, no, actually, I thought... Did you not say Brady? Uh, yeah, you didn't say no, Brady. I didn't say Brady. I thought Brady would be the quickest See, one. I didn't look at the grid, for, though, because I would have used Brady for MVP. Uh, the good news is that you didn't because I, I know Brady was Offensive Player of the Year, but I would know Betts was an MVP, so I would instantly go oh, no, Brady, yeah. then Betts. Because... Going, but then because I would use I would use Tatum there's, for OPOY. Uh, also, there's so many. Jason Tatum wasn't an offensive player of the year. He wasn't. No. Nope. Okay. There you go. Glad See I that know. that was my first guess. That was fact checked, and it was no, it was not. But it was wild how there was uh, the offensive player of the year was Brady because I knew that one, but there were so many MVPs for Boston. The corners yeah. were the easiest for me. Personally. The corners, the corners, yeah. The corners were the easiest. It was Chicago messed with everyone. Chicago was tough. Because there's just so many different Chicago teams and different outlets you can and go I, through. And I don't like Chicago sports in general, so I, I don't follow them that well. But it's crazy because they're some of the most storied teams I know. in all of sports. I know. So we now know that this game will increase our time of episode for a long time. Well, you don't have, you cut most of it. Most of the talking and thinking you cut. Maybe. But it will still be a longer episode regardless. Because we have one final segment before we go into locks and upsets. It is comment time. So oh. this is where we get to hear what you guys have to say about what we either previously talked about or just give us a take of your own. And if you guys want to make a comment, you can go on any of our social media platforms. If uh, you, know, you can reach out any way you can, and we will try and address every comment we can. All right, the first comment is by Ryan. Ryan said, Orlando Magic to the playoffs, baby, let's go. They are maybe the best coach team and are truly vibing on defense right now. Number one in the league in defending. And I think that all the players are young and will continue to develop. Jalen Suggs is getting better on offense and Jonathan Isaac is a goat. T-Wolves look more legit than they ever have and I personally think Anthony Edwards is a dog. And he's shooting like 46% from the field which is better than the majority of the players. But we shall see what's going on. It seems more, uh, they seem more legit than ever before but it still hasn't sold me. Just like we think, I, I gotta agree, say. Yeah. And with the magic, he's on page with us last week with the magic and yeah. T Wolves. I mean, we'll talk about the whole thing. We he's not disagreeing with us on Anthony. We're gonna, this is a long comment, yeah. so I'm just gonna okay, take fair. All right. So then, if we want to do this, then Orlando Magic, totally agree. Yeah. I mean, we left Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac actually out of the conversation last week, but that is not the only t- uh, young players they have by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. They're a good young team. It's a matter of time before they start getting good. And they need it. This has been a while. Yeah. It's now, been a lot do I think they're going to make a deep playoff run? Probably not. They're going to be the kings of last year where you know they kind of get their footing. They kind of figure out how to win in this league, how to make the playoffs. Next year they come back with a little bit of experience. I think they, they wreak havoc on a couple teams. And I think what's kind of nice is they need this. They've needed this season for a while, you know? Oh, yeah. They've been bad for a while. I mean, that's why they've been able to build this young team. Exactly. So I think it's kind of like it's finally coming to the, the the seeds are finally growing. Yeah. And when it comes to the T Wolves, he agrees with us on we're not sold by the T Wolves, but he disagrees on our take with Anthony Edwards. And based on what I read, based on how yeah, I yeah, I'm just I mean he is. Don't get me wrong, he's a star. I don't know if he's a superstar yet, but he's a star. I just don't like his style of play. I think it's I don't know very ball dominant. 
very if I'm not shooting well, the team's not playing well type of game. And yes, it can work, and you can win championships off of it. It's just not my brand of basketball. It's not what I enjoy watching. I'm a Miami Heat fan, so you already know I love team ball. And I think that can I mean, win championships in a league dominated by superstars. Um, do I think the T-Wolves can do it? Yes. Do I think they're going to need to take further steps um, in a lot of different areas? Absolutely. I think that the T-Wolves are not the team that their record shows. I think they're not as good as their record shows. But I will lay back on the Anthony Edwards take. I think he is shooting pretty well so far. But the problem is his style of play, when he doesn't perform, there's no shot. Yeah. There's no shot. So his style of play is good when it's good, bad when it's bad. It's like, it's it's up to him. And that's not a type of play. And you that, have to think, is this, you know, is this the new Anthony Edwards or is this a hot streak? Exactly. So it's this to sustain this is a lot. And to ask a player that young and that ball dominant to be carrying an entire franchise is not only not fair to him, but especially not fair to the team. And on top of that, he's got to be a leader. And I don't... I don't know if he's shown enough where I can say he's a, a certified leader. I'm not be brutally honest. I don't see many leaders in the NBA. They're not doesn't seem like a. I don't think that's true. I think there's plenty. Really? I think there's plenty of superstars that are also leaders. Hmm. I just didn't, look at Steph Curry. Look at LeBron James. Look at Giannis. You giving me three? I mean, you could add on. Uh, you could add. I mean, Jimmy. You got Jimmy. That's what I was gonna say. Jimmy. You can even add KD if you wanted to. Yeah. As much as he is a toxic player, he's I in my opinion, I think he's a decent leader. All right. All right. I'll stand back on that one. But to continue his comment, he says, I don't know what the Warriors are doing. Andrew Wiggins straight up forgot how to play basketball in general, but Steph has having arguably his best season ever. Warriors have a chance, but they still they just have been relying on Steph right now and the rest of the team is struggling bad. Darius Gardland um, has been hurt and the Cavs have had some bad shooting runs, too. So that's the rest of his comment. The Cavs have the talent. I don't know if they'll be able to put it together. They, they haven't shown it yet, but, you know, it's still early. And they have plenty of time. With the Warriors, I full-heartedly agree. I think Steph is just... It's just... It's Steph. It's just him. And everyone else is kind of just but there. But we kind of saw this a little bit in previous years where Steph kept him around, and then come playoff time, they started to heat up. But here's the problem. It's this. It's bad. It's not. It's oh not, no, it's bad. It's not mid-level can, basketball till postseason. You saw the Heat last year make the play-in game and then go to the finals. There's no reason the Warriors can't do the same. There is no reason they can't. But the problem is, can they even make the playoffs? Like they're yeah, I think so. They probably but in this league, so many teams make the playoffs. Yeah, it's gonna be a struggle. It's gonna be a struggle. And then, but thank you again, Ryan. Ryan, you are our number one commenting uh, person, so we appreciate you. Definitely appreciate that. And our next comment is by Artie. Artie said, The Chiefs are only good because Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift, and the Eagles are super overrated, and the 49ers prove that. What do we think? I think the... The Chiefs are not only good because Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. I think Travis Kelsey is actually taking a step back this year. He doesn't look as threatening. He's not the same game wrecker that we've known. Uh, he still has the capability, but he's not doing it night in and night out. Um, the Eagles, I don't know. I think the 49ers are just that good. I don't think they're overrated. I think uh, they're better than the Cowboys. I think that the Eagles are overrated for how we've rated them all year. I've said this before. you got to remember, look at the wins they've had. I will give Chiefs... But here's the thing. The Chiefs, I feel like, are also overrated to how people are giving. So let's eliminate Eagles-Chiefs as a whole because I feel like this is just two overrated teams okay. facing off. I'm going to think back to, well, who did the Chiefs beat that was monumental this year? Do you have any answers to that? That was like a, oh, my gosh, that was a good team. They did. No. And even when they lose, they're barely winning. They barely beat the Jets with Zach Wilson. They've skated by... They've lost to all the teams that are doing well. They're just doing okay, which is fine. Based on their talent on their roster, they're doing fine. 
They had a overhyped roster. Their wide receivers are hot garbage. Terrible. Their O line has taken a step back. Yeah. Travis Kelsey has taken a step back, and Patty Mahomes is running around like Steph Curry is for the Warriors. Hey, yeah. Patty Mahomes is still Patty Mahomes. It's the only thing that's keeping them alive. Yep. And on the defensive side, it's kind of just Chris Jones just wreaking havoc. If he doesn't yeah. do anything, weak secondary. The defense, linebackers are okay. The linebackers are okay, but they got injured. The D line's good. The D line's good, and the linebackers are good, but the linebackers are injured. Yeah. So this Chiefs team is overhyped and hurt, and it's just and regressing, and that's okay because they have such a good run. But I think they're overhyped. And with the Eagles, I feel like you got to look back. You got to really start to think about this. How did they get to the Super Bowl last year? Let's start in the playoffs. Mickey Mouse run. They beat the Giants. Let's start in the playoffs. I mean, the whole season was filled with garbage wins. And then they played the Giants in the divisional round, beat them who were severely not prepared no. And at Philly. Then they beat a Brock Purdy-less and just a just abysmally injured was it, 49ers what was team. It? Josh Johnson? Yeah. It was. And Josh Johnson's not going to win you a conference And at some point, Christian McCaffrey was the quarterback. That's, you can't win like that. So, now they faced a fully healthy... They, the fully healthy 49ers team gets smacked. They almost lost at home to the Cowboys when the Cowboys were not fully where they are now. Because they weren't as good as they were now. Like They, they have really found their stride now. So, know. next week's going to be telling. Next, If Ga- Dallas beats the Eagles, we're going to start to wonder... I think Dallas is actually favored. Yeah, well, they're home. It's it's the, everyone's. I don't, know. I don't. Everyone's. So this is a really testing week. I don't think the Eagles are as overrated as the, as the Chiefs, but I think the Eagles are overrated. You also got to remember the Eagles almost lost to the freaking Patriots. Yeah. So you got to think about that. So thank you, Artie. I think it was a little aggressive of a comment, but I kind of agree yeah. with his takes a little I mean, bit. It's not bad. And last and certainly not least, this is my favorite comment coming in. This is by Alejo. He said. I think professional sports should end the ban on PEDs. We should see something. We should see athletes at their highest capable form. Imagine a UFC fight where they're at their peak physical strength and conditioning. I'm just saying, it would be, uh, it would be a cooler sports world with it. Yes, it would, but I don't agree with the take, and this is my biggest reason. What does that say to a high school athlete that wants to play in the NFL one day? If everyone's taking PEDs. Just start taking drugs. Is that okay for a high school athlete to take PEDs? Like, where do we draw the line? Professional. So when you get to the pros, you just start juicing? Yeah, that's not cool. How do you draft college players, then? (laughs) Who's got Oh, he's really good, but... Good veins. I I think he'd be really good on steroids. Like, you can't do that. (laughs) So I think you have to ban him. Um, Yes, it would be fun. I mean, that would that not be the best sports ever? Just roid rage, just every single <laughs> UFC fight. Just throw two maniacs in a cage. It'd be awesome. But it's not something that's viable and that we could ever get away with. And it's not, I don't know, it's a bad message to send for the sports world. Yeah, but come on. It'd be awesome. Dream a little. <laughs> and again, thank you, Alejo. Thank you, Ryan, Artie, and Alejo. We love your comments. And of course, you can message us on any social media or you could text the hosts if you have their numbers. And we want to thank you all. It is now time for our locks and upsets of the week. Now, current standings right now uh, I am 12 and 1 on locks. Rob is 8 and 5, and Liam is 10 and 2. And for upsets, I am 3 and 10. Rob is 4 and 9, and Liam is 2 and 10. So for the totals. Between the two combined, I am first with 15 and 11. Then second is Liam at 12 and 12, and third is Rob at 12 and 14. So, let's get into our 14th locks and upsets in the How is he 13. 12 and 12 and I'm 12 and 14? I missed a week. You missed. He missed a week. Oh, you're right. You're right. So, we're going to do our locks and upsets. Who wants to go first? Uh, uh, I'll go first because uh, obviously this one's not going to be that exciting this week. Um, I'm just going hockey this week. Um, I'm going to go with the Swiss Hockey League. The uh, I'm taking Servette over the Colton Flyers. Um, I think it's a lock. They're playing good hockey right now. It's it's tough to say that they won't come out on top. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going... Uh, Rob, actually, you can go there. Hey, you go first. You go first. I'm going with the Dolphins over the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so lame. My lock this week... It'll, it'll be hard to, you know, truly calculate this, but I'm giving myself 
a true set time frame. The New York Yankees will get Juan Soto in a trade package by our next episode. That is my lock. Love it. Yeah, that's a good one. By the next episode. So by next... This time next week. By yes, this time, this time next time week. This, so it has to be by Tuesday. At, by the time we start recording our yeah. next episode. We record on Tuesdays, by the way. Yeah, so... Awesome. Awesome. And then for our upsets. Uh, give me the Broncos over the Chargers. All right. I have the Heat over the Raptors um, tomorrow. On, well, for you guys, it'll be yesterday, but uh, to, on Wednesday. The Buccaneers over the Falcons. I like that one. All right. I can't believe that's an upset. And as always, I would love to thank you all for listening. You can follow us on our socials at Dear Hollow Heroes. You can also email us through DearHollowHeroes at gmail.com. Message us and let us know what topics you liked and which topics you didn't. And you can listen to us on most platforms where you get your podcast. Thank you, Liam and Robin. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. See you later.